This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. At least 95 people were killed in blasts in Iran yesterday. That's where we're starting the show. I'm Hannah Jewell, and this is The Seven from The Washington Post. It's Thursday, January 4th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Two explosions struck the central Iranian city of Kerman. Thousands of people had gathered to commemorate the death of Qasem Soleimani, a general who was assassinated in an American drone strike in 2020. There was no immediate claim of responsibility, but a local official said that the incident was a terrorist attack, and a U.S. official suggested that it could have been the work of a group such as the Islamic State. Yesterday's blasts came in a moment of rising regional tensions stemming from Israel's war in Gaza. Number two. Hundreds of documents linked to the Jeffrey Epstein case were released yesterday. A judge ordered the release last month. The documents are part of a case against the multimillionaire sex offender's former partner, Ghislaine Maxwell. The order set off weeks of frenzied speculation about what they might contain. But people who were expecting bombshell revelations are probably going to be disappointed. The documents are mainly made up of previously released transcripts and legal briefs. They include formally blocked out names, many of which were already publicly known, like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and Prince Andrew. But that doesn't mean that these people are accused of any crimes. And the documents don't appear to feature major new details about their ties to Epstein, who died by suicide in federal custody in 2019. Number three. Donald Trump asked the U.S. Supreme Court to keep him on Colorado's primary ballot. Last month, Colorado's top court disqualified Trump from the state's ballot over his role in the 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. Yesterday, the former president's lawyers asked the Supreme Court to invalidate that ruling. They argued that judges should not be able to prevent voters from casting ballots for the leading Republican presidential candidate. If the Supreme Court decides to take the case, it could settle the issue for every state in the country. Trump is also appealing his removal from Maine's primary ballot. And other states are weighing whether to disqualify him, too. At number four, the U.S. is being hit by another wave of COVID-19. Data collected from wastewater suggests that infections are as widespread as they were last winter. The spike is being driven by the new dominant variant JN1, which appears to be good at infecting people even when they've been vaccinated or previously infected. The good news is that hospitalizations are far lower than they were a year ago. But COVID remains one of the country's leading causes of death. And with cases rising, it's worsening the strain on hospitals, which are also seeing influxes of flu, RSV, and pneumonia. A winter storm's a-brewing along the East Coast this weekend. That's number five. The storm is forecast to dump moderate to heavy rain and snow up the I-95 corridor from the Mid-Atlantic to New England. But it's unclear which cities will get snow and which will just get some rain. Major cities such as Washington, Baltimore, and Philadelphia could be on the rainy side of things. But Boston and New York City may need to rev up the snowblowers. 
It's a little soon to tell how strong the storm may be, but we'll be tracking its progress on our website, so follow along there. Number six, wearing hearing aids could reduce the risk of dying earlier. New research shows that for people with hearing loss, regular use of hearing aids could reduce the risk of early death by 24%. That's compared to people who don't wear them at all. Scientists have some ideas about why. It may be because hearing aids help stimulate the brain with more sound. MRI scans of the research participants showed that hearing aid users had a slower rate of brain tissue loss. But the power of hearing aids may also be that they help people talk to each other. Research has repeatedly linked social isolation to a higher risk of serious medical conditions and death. And hearing aids mean people can stay socially connected. And at number seven, Mickey Mouse is now a horror movie villain. This week, a version of the famous Disney mascot from the 1928 movie Steamboat Willie entered the public domain. That means that anyone is free to use the character, even for movies that are very different from the kind of family-friendly romps that Mickey has typically appeared in. Two directors have announced upcoming horror movies starring Mickey. One of them is called Mickey's Mousetrap, and a trailer shows an actor dressed as a terrifying rodent terrorizing a group of friends. This is only legal if Horror Mickey appears similar to the Mickey from the 1928 short film. Later versions of the character are still under copyright protection. This original Mickey is entirely black and white and doesn't wear his now-signature white gloves. So he better watch out that he doesn't leave any fingerprints as he carries out his upcoming crime sprees. All right, you're all caught up. But one more thing. If you're a Washington Post subscriber, thanks for that. I hope you know that your subscription comes with some new perks. You can get access to Washington Post podcasts ad-free in Apple Podcasts. Just find the Washington Post channel in Apple Podcasts and connect your Post subscription. And then stay tuned for more subscriber-only audio benefits, like exclusive and early access episodes. If you're not a subscriber yet, this is a great time to start. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts by looking for the Post channel or through the link in our show notes. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll meet you back here tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by Intel vPro. AI PCs built for business with Intel Core Ultra Processors and Intel vPro are optimized for hundreds of AI apps and tools to boost user productivity all with AI-powered threat detection. Learn more at intel.com slash itheroes.